babies. <laughs> hey, you're Mario. I'm a six sheets to the wind. You mind taking care of this one? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you get fucking Yoshi? Yoshi's a useless cunt. <laughs> I do a bad Luigi, but... <laughs> They sound the same. My Mario is better. I'll do the Mario next time. Excellent. <laughs> what do you say we start the show? The Simple Mind Sports Show. Oh. Uh, latest and greatest in uh, New England sports. Uh, we, we'll do some opening takes, some blind opening takes. Uh, you got one? You got one in the hopper, Bobby? Yeah, I got one. I got Go a ahead. Celtics take. Yeah, so let's talk about the Celtics for a minute. Grant Williams has been uh, in the news with the recent stories talking about the different money that he wants. 18 to 20 million. Wants a an expanded role that he probably won't get with the Celtics. Well, let me give you a comparison of a player you need to play like to make that sort of money. Derek White. And he can't even come anywhere close to him. Derek's Derek White's salary the next four years, 15, 16, 17, 18, that scales. And we can see how good Derek White is for this team when Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart are out. Dude stepped up, dropped like 26 and five the past, I don't know, 10 games, whatever it is. You looked Three out of the four games, he's been the leading scorer. Jason Tatum's just turned it off before the All-Star break. Derek White's basically been the goddamn team. So that's the type of player that you need to be while Grant Williams has literally tanked. So, yeah, it's just not happening. He's a role player at best. He can't, like, literally there's an exact comparison of what that guy needs to be. Can't live up to it. No, he won't get it. I've been I've been saying that for a little bit. Um, Marcus Smart's a great comparison. They're guys that um, you get paid for offense in this league, and those and you're, he's too limited offensively. Um, Grant Williams is, and uh, you know he's a terrific defender. He's a good, you know, D three and D guy. But yeah, twenty million. I mean, look, there's a lot of dumb. Uh, you know, money gets thrown around. Money's insane in that league. Um, if someone projects him out to be a starter, then maybe, but that's going to be few and far between. The Celtics certainly won't match it. So this this is going to be the best roster the Celtics have for a long time. This is it. This is peaked. And uh, mm-hmm. they're going to have to do some shuffling from here. So Muscala looks like he's going to work. Yeah, he looks pretty good. We'll get into that for sure. Uh, we'll do some Celtics talk. I'll I'll take Super Bowl. We're after we're after the Super Bowl. Um, I I 100% know that this is completely biased as a Patriots fan, but I didn't give a shit about. <laughs> I found myself care actually caring about the stupid shit like the halftime show and the national anthem, which was killer by Stapleton, <laughs> by the way, um, and like the you know prop bets and stuff in the game was pretty good. Uh, I was rooting for the Eagles. So the first half was good. Second half, not so much, but I'm tired. I got a four month old. I fell asleep before the fucking game ended. I didn't even see the penalty. So um, yeah, it's certainly watching 10 of them as a Patriots fan and the Patriots not really being even close. Um, Wasn't terribly interesting. The most interesting vein. And I don't think this is biased. The most interesting thing about the week was Patrick Mahomes being compared to Tom Brady and the Patriots. So the NFL still needs the Patriots in that, in this week and in this weekend to uh, generate the buzz that it, that it, uh, you know, that it needs. And this was, I guess the third highest Super Bowl. Um, I don't know. I guess Patrick Mahomes brings eyes to the, uh, to the TV set or the screen or whatever the fuck you watch it on now, but I don't know. It was just, it was a home home Super Bowl. I agree. It just wasn't, to, to me, it all started with that NFC championship game. It just fucking shot the rest of the league for me. Like, yeah, it just really did. I mean, maybe in the, it, in the it, end of the bills, the the game with the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs, Bengals. Yeah, it's probably the matchup, right? Like I was way more excited for Bills 
potential Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Chiefs. Yep. So you just have you have the best quarterbacks in the league in the AFC in Allen, Mahomes, and Burrow, and no one on the NFC to really match them once you get to the Super Bowl in terms of buzz. So maybe that's it. True. Yeah, that type of recognition. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's do that. We'll start Super Bowl, I think. Uh, we'll also do some Patriots. We'll checking in on the Patriots offseason. What's going on there? What's to come? Uh, we'll talk about the Celtics, that deadline move, how they look before the All-Star break. We'll do some Bruins rumors, The uh, that trade deadline just around the corner, and uh, some Simplest Minds of the Week to the end of the show. This is the Simple Minds Sports Show, Friday Rewind, February 17th. Happy Valentine's Day to you lovers, you freaky lovers. And uh, welcome to the show. If you're watching on YouTube, you're welcome. Uh, iHeart, you're welcome again. You're a part of the number one New England sports show on iHeart and the self-proclaimed number one New England sports show on iTunes. Kudos to us. Kudos to you. Uh, rate, subscribe, review. Tell your friends. Tell your mothers. Tell them about W Energy Drink. Go to W.GG. Use promo code SIMPLEMINDS for 15% off all your orders. That's W.GG. Uh, for anybody who needs a pick-me-up, which is everybody, especially in New England, because it's dark still at three o'clock in the afternoon. So go get all hopped up on W. W.GG. Uh, Super Bowl Chiefs 38, Eagles 35. Mahomes takes home his second MVP, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, although only under 200 yards passing, um, three touchdowns, one shitty ankle, 20 of 27. Uh, I'll give you some key points and get your take on it. Brad, uh, obviously the, the biggest thing being talked about it, if other not name Mahomes is the uh, holding call. Uh, James Bradbury, the cornerback, uh, giving Juju Smith-Schuster a little tug. A little tug, I'd call it, letter of the law. Get your opinion on that. Um, and then Jalen Hurts, I think head and shoulders was the best player on the field, in my opinion. And, and 27 for 38, 300 yards, four total touchdowns. Um, yeah, he it's a shame. He played really well. Uh, he had one really, really bad costly mistake that probably inevitably cost him the game in that fumble return for touchdown. But in my opinion, best player on the field. Um, your opinion. Do you want to start with that holding call? I don't know how a ref can call that in that moment. <laughs> he literally decided the fucking Super Bowl. He did. Yeah. I mean, so if he doesn't call that, they kick the field goal, go up by three, but then they got, what, like 90 seconds, uh, like 100 yeah, it was like a minute 48 or something. Yeah. And then they have the chance for rebuttals. Yeah. And rebuttals, I like that word as it relates to beer pong. <laughs> rebuttals. Get your rebutes. We, we saw last time Chiefs had rebuttals, they had 13 seconds, and they got themselves exactly. a field goal in overtime. Exactly. So I, I just don't know how you do that because if you want to say it was a penalty, yeah, like, okay, he like touched him, but like it's football, it's the Super Bowl. Like, I don't see the need as to why that was done. And it harkens back to the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs Bengals game, where again, like that one was a little bit more of a penalty, but like, you know, that by throwing that flag, you've essentially sealed the game. Let him play. You know, we see it in the in the NBA all the time. When once it gets down to the fourth quarter, you know, NBA is similar to the NFL. Of you could probably call a, a foul on every given play, and in the NBA, when it gets down to that fourth quarter, those last couple of minutes, guys are just chucking each other through the paint. Like 
Like it's not as bad as it used to be. They really let him get after it. Now they, you know, obviously a little quicker to the whistle as everything softens up as we get older. But um, you have to swallow your fucking whistle. Like the the non pass interference call from that Saints Rams NFC Championship game a couple years that ago is being brought oh up a lot. God. Like he just literally's like he, that was the biggest forearm <laughs> shiver that anybody's ever given. The inconsistencies in those moments from the NFL is is. Is tough. That was the only defensive holding call all game. Uh, you could tell because the only penalty, like how many penalties? He was like, yeah, there's no penalties. There's no defense being played, which was a little annoying at times. But yeah, um, yeah, really, really annoying to see. And the Rams won it that way last year too. And that holding call on Cooper Cup, right uh, towards the goal line. It's like, God, just let them play. Yeah, I just, they just overthink it. Like I don't know if it's something with the refs where it's like that if they get judged to miss a call, there's some sort of grading system where like that they get put on. I, I, I don't know, but I just don't know why you would do that. Like it's well, we, know. we, uh, we have the very uh, convincing conspiracy theory that the NFL is rigged and everyone's on a, don't, Arian Foster. if you're trying to piss me off, go down that fucking people <laughs> oh, okay, talk about on. it. <laughs> no, like how can it's fucking impossible. There's 22 players on the field. There's like a hundred fucking people on each side that, that they would fucking rig that. It is the dumbest thing to think that an NFL game is rigged. It's the stupidest conspiracy theory. Arian Foster has the scripts. Okay. Arian Foster is a moron. <laughs> Arian Foster is a moron. Arian Foster's the Kyrie of the NFL. He's just not good enough to, uh, to get the recognition for it. Um, <sighs> Just look, go look at Google Arian Foster, like conspiracy. He's been spouting off about wild shit for like a decade. I love a good conspiracy theory, okay? And I, <laughs> I they're hilarious to talk about. The only sports gambling thing that could ever actually happen is basketball point shaving. One player can change an outcome without anybody else knowing. Anything else, it's not possible. Unless, I don't know, you got a goalie that decides he wants to let in shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, uh, the whole, the NFL is rigged. Uh, well, first, that's that's to say that the league has an agenda, which it might. I mean, certainly they want ratings. Certainly they want the best players. I'm sure there are back channels that says, hey, let's take care of Mahomes a little bit, okay? We know it happened with Brady. Brady got calls where the guys did it. But that also just the, might the be stars. a natural progression in sports and human nature. You got the biggest star in the league. You're, you got closer eyes on him than some scrub back there. So Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. All conspiracies fall apart with, for me when you get to a, a level where they're so big, you need X amount of people to to do what they're supposed to do. And people are dumb. Like Exactly. They fuck everything up. If you tell me a secret, <laughs> I'm fucking dying to tell somebody about it. I can't like, wait. You can't you can't rely on that many people to have that level of Nothing is done that cohesively anymore. Nothing. Even if it's one ref, let's say that one ref was, he was in charge. Goodell went, Hey, I need you to fix this. So the chiefs win. And you think he just waited for his whole moment to make the game changing call where he's like, yes, finally, this is close enough to be a penalty. Got it. Like yeah. it just, it doesn't work like that. It's not rigged like that. I, 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 I certainly in basketball and certainly in the NBA, Guys, I mean, they had the Tim Donahue uh, documentary. Guys make calls based on who they're <laughs> who they're officiating. Yeah, you uh, can say the I, NBA gets sketchy. I would say the NFL probably has a little bit of that going on. I don't know if this is that moment. Like you said, like 
that guy throwing that flag in that moment knows it's the it's the Super Bowl. He just yeah. that's it. That's the game. Um, tough, tough to see that happen. But up until that point, good game. Eagles looked like they were running away with it. Could have been twenty-one to seven, the way they were playing. Um, if Jalen Hurts didn't fumble that ball, mm. did, did there were a lot of QB keepers for Jalen? They Hurts. run the ball with him. They run the ball with him. They, I mean, the, the only thing that Olsen was talking about is how they were so great on the QB the keeper. And just listening to him, if he's Fox's number one, he is not that entertaining to listen to. <laughs> I he just, I don't know. Well, he's about to take a $7 million pay cut when Brady comes into town. So well, good. <laughs> Tom Brady's going to get his. That's what happens. Step Tom Brady, aside, buddy. Tom Brady gets his. That, yeah, that's exactly. right. I don't know how much better he'll be, to be frank. But exactly. uh, no, I just he had 15 rushes on the game. He had, you know, three of his touchdowns were two of them were um, QB sneaks, which yeah. they're like 99 percent on. They just put the three running backs and push his like ass forward. Like, yeah, he's not. So. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it, it was just like I said, he was the best player on the field. It was yeah. tough to see him. I, mean, I thought they maybe went to that well, maybe a little bit too much. Um, but I, I, that's what they have. The game got lost on the fumble, and those two third down plays were like they ran the same play to the left with the fake motion, and then they did it to the same way, the exact same play on the other side, fake motion, touchdown, third the down. The Chiefs you're talking time. about to the Eagles defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's where they lost the game. Those gorgeous that, play, they were relatively like, competitive and in charge Mahomes didn't do anything special and his mechanical ankle that seems to get hurt and then they just like change the wrench on it and he's fine every half like I, I did know. want to get Ray's opinion on him writhing writhing in pain on the sideline although coming back coming back he did come back the announcers didn't even like talk about it it's like it didn't happen <laughs> it's they just they, like the whole thing never was rediscussed I mean, the way he came out first drive looked like nothing. It looked like nothing happened. I don't well, know. They were also running the ball too, so you thought it was a problem. Yeah, uh, I, give it. I had nothing bad to say about Patrick Mahomes. I, I, you're right. I don't think he did anything special this game. Certainly, he didn't lose it. but yeah, dudes, dudes got moxie. Certainly, he, he he's he's a winner. He's got two championships. That's the next on the key yeah. takeaways. Chief Dynasty question mark. Two Super Bowls in the past three years. Been to three, one, two, five straight AFC championship games. Patrick Mahomes has never not seen the AFC championship game in his career. Although I just did the quick math in my head earlier today when I was writing this email. Still doesn't match what Brady did in his first five years. Mm. Brady went to three, won three. And then if you extrapolate that for the first seven years, Brady went to four um, and missed the AFC championship twice in seven years and won three Super Bowls. So the whole Chiefs dynasty going to catch Brady thing, he still hasn't even done it. So pump your brakes. No, and just the whole comparison is just, it, it, like, I I get it. We need to talk about stuff. But to even compare it, like, I don't know how it's even anywhere in the realm of comparable. The two, and not only does, obviously, two to six championships, the two times Brady's faced him, brushed him aside he beat him in the super bowl with the bucks and then he beat him at home in kansas city with the patriots each time so how can you even call them comparable when the two times he's faced him he has beaten him thoroughly yeah he's got the tiebreaker there for sure seven super bowls for brady remember that that Mm, when he got done sorry whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah um look 
if you remember uh, Patriots early 2000s, they won in 01, then they came back and won in 03. And the question was, are they a dynasty? Are they a dynasty? And then the very famous call when they won in 2004, yes, the Patriots three-time championship, yes, they are a dynasty. That was all ESPN could talk about. Are they a dynasty? Are they a dynasty? You need three. The yeah. dynasty before that was the Cowboys in the 90s. They got three. Before that was the 49ers. They got three. Before that, the Steelers. They got four. You need three. That's dynasty material. Not two. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know what the word is. There should be like another word for this pre-dynastic thing that they are. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's premature dynasty. Dynastation. Yeah, premature. Yeah, pre premature dynasty exposure i i don't know what it is but they aren't there yet no they're on the cups though they're right on the yeah, cups exactly. there's no there's no reason to believe they won't win another one in the next two years three years it's just except if that fat fuck andy reed retires which good god okay this wasn't in the email but you see terry bradshaw getting shit for telling him to waddle on over on the stage yeah I, I, terry bradshaw looks like if there was an ad for He's a like fat disgusting fucking <laughs> slob of a human being who again why is fox currently employing him why <laughs> because the headlines like that i have no value love- I can't believe Tom Brady would bring himself to the same level to be on the same broadcast as that fucking slob. I, uh, yeah, he doesn't have a whole lot to offer anymore. Um, even co- he's coherently, but him giving, getting shit for telling Andy Reid to waddle on over there. I thought was fucking <laughs> hilarious. And he did. I, I posted something on social media that saw, there was a, a video of Andy Reid walking through media day. He, it's a legit waddle. Like it's a legit waddle that you see, <laughs> You know, these Midwesterners at McDonald's and Burger King walking out, you know, their pants don't fit correctly. Like, Jesus Christ, Andy Reid, you're the a fucking professional football coach. You're surrounded by legs because they don't separate while walking. Yeah, it, it, it just it must be uncomfortable for him. No. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, well, that's why he sits down and he's so good at coaching up these great plays because he doesn't do any exercise he's not he's not yeah he's not taking up a lot of time with uh with cardio that's for sure although i'm sure just wiping his ass after shit gets a sweat gets a sweat going on (laughs) i don't think he does that he has somebody for that (laughs) he has this scumbag son working off his jail sentence waving his ass for him um That was funny. I don't know where I was I was going to go with the rest of that, but certainly on the coaching uh, aspect, the Eagles Eagles got pants in the second half. You could see mm. the experience come through for the for the Chiefs. Yep. And in typical fa- with the uh, the anecdote you made Eagles had the 2019 Patriots defense. It's almost like I was thinking they had the 2017 Patriots defense with then Patricia got promoted to the Lions because yeah. the Eagles the Eagles defensive coordinator just got what was it the Cardinals job? Uh, he just got a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both did, right? Offensive and defense coordinators both got jobs. Yeah. I think it, I think offense went to Cardinals. Defense went the Colts. Was it the Colts? Colts. Colts. Okay, yeah. Or vice versa. One of either yeah, way, they he, lost he, both. Whatever. The they, they both got jobs. Yeah. Where it's like at least the offensive guy, the offensive guy did his job. 35 points, you expect to win. Yeah, with Jalen Hurts, who's a um you know, he, he made Jalen Hurts look like a top six, top seven, top ten guy. It changed the offense for them. They did their job. The defense got exposed. They didn't stop them. No. Nope. Once in the second half, there was not one nope. stop. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, and he gets the head Coben job. So, yeah, 2017 Patriots defense getting wrecked by Nick Foles. Um, 
500 yards or whatever it was and 400 yeah. something yards in the Super Bowl. Well, Matt Patricia goes on to one of the worst uh, stints as a head coach in the NFL history in Detroit. Good luck, Indianapolis. Um, yeah, no, it's just I, I don't. The Eagles were heralded. Their defense was heralded as one of the greatest ever for for what they're doing this season. But if you go back and look at that schedule. It was a little soft. paper tiger going on there. A little paper yeah, it tiger. Was, it was a marshmallow schedule. They never really, outside of like the Cowboys in the division, they never really had like another winning big team they played because they were playing like a almost a last place schedule. Yeah, I think they got Aaron Rodgers when the Packers sucked. They got um, mm. I don't know someone else. Did they play the? You said the Chargers, right? Yeah, well, I don't. I don't yeah, I think they did play the Chargers though. Either way, yeah. Um, they got exposed for sure. For sure. Uh, the last point I had on the game was the field, which was made a big deal. $800,000 um, on this experimental turf that they wheeled in and wheeled out for something like two months to get the natural sunlight. Uh, and it sucked. It mm. sucked horribly. Everyone was slipping and falling, changing cleats, complaining about it. <laughs> I this This has been a pet peeve of mine from the NFL for a while. Just go grass. Like well, you have more money than God. These these owners bitch about the maintenance it takes for the grass. Just just put real grass in there, and then in the off season, if you're worried about like the grass getting ruined, remove it. Like these fucking guys did. Like it's like the parquet. You can do anything yeah, I, you want. You're billionaires. Well, it's like they're saying this eight hundred thousand dollar experimental. They're making it seem like it's vastly more expensive, isn't it? Like to, like a quarter of a million to get a real grass field in there to like to really like turf it and like water it to do whatever it is the grounds crew have to do. It isn't cheap. It isn't right. like you know we're talking a couple grand here to get this done. You know, you're not going down the street in Foxborough and just resaw taking some guy's sod and throwing it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some uh, some old some bluegrass, yeah, some blue exactly. hills. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's pissed me off. There's a lot of made of it this year about the turf and ACLs getting blown and shit like that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's a deep dive in injuries and fake turf and everything else like that. I just think the game's better. Like it's a, it's slower, but it's more deliberate. It's meant to be played on grass, not it's, some fake plastic turf. Just make it grass. It's just a detail to watching the game that if you've watched a lot of sport in football that you find aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. To see the actual field. It's just like if you've played, yeah, like you're talking point. about the parquet, like if you see what is a real parquet floor with a real Spalding basketball, you know that it's authentic. Right. No. Yeah, it's a good point. There's one thing baseball did right. They've gotten rid of those insane turf fields like in toronto where it was just but the bases now look like pizza boxes so you have to deal with that there's a lot of things we have to deal with baseball yep. and look we're gonna we're gonna hold off talking about baseball for as long as goddamn possible <laughs> pitchers and catches reported so that's good <laughs> um all right last one i had oh uh, any thoughts on the uh prego prego riri uh halftime show? i missed it i i did i wasn't subjecting myself to that shit no <laughs> i actually normally am a hater on the halftime show i was pretty entertained basically i was entertained when it got to the end and she went on those floating they were doing the floating things just the optics of that i was like oh that's fucking pretty cool but every i was just confused because i just Sounds kept like asking myself if she was fat i was like is she chubby or is this on purpose <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, I forget she's got some, she's got some bangers. 
anyone likes that type of thing. Uh, and then last, I have a little lead into our next segment. How close are the Patriots to these to these teams? Do you think? Uh, a couple football fields away. <laughs> they're not close. They aren't close. Well, they're twenty fourth in Super Bowl odds for next year. Are the uh, Patriots that would put them last in the AFC East? So, mm. let's talk more about that after uh, headlines with me, the Kamish. I forget how to do this. Okay. Uh, Chiefs win their second Super Bowl in uh, three years with a 38 to 35 victory over the Eagles. Coach Reed celebrated with a pizza and a salad, he said, and cheeseburger salad, I do believe. Uh, confirmed Chiefs are not a dynasty. Celtic Scrubs nearly took down Giannis and the Bucks with a Sammy Hoops tray that sent it to overtime. If it wasn't for Grant Williams' $20 million handle, the Celtics would have pulled it out. Uh, Celtics now hold on to a first place in the East by a mere half game uh, with the game tonight against the Pistons. Might as well make that a game and a half. Bruins squeaked out an overtime win in Dallas with a win uh, with a game winner from David Pasternak. The Bruins remain heavily discussed in the trade rumors as the deadline approaches on March 3rd, and Sweeney has somehow dug his way out of the shitter for this roster this year. Undoubtedly, he'll take another swing at the deadline. The just question is, how big of a swing will he take? Pitchers and catchers reported to camp for the Red Sox. And in more news that no one gives a shit about, we missed National Fart Day on this program. It was February 5th. Um, and the NBA All-Star Weekend starts on Friday. So, there's that. This has been Headlines with the Commish. Back to me. National Fart Day. It's too bad that we missed that. It is. Yeah. Yeah. We could have just done 40 minutes of farts. Yeah, no, I... I enjoy my own farts. Yeah. No, you definitely look like the kind of guy that does. No, no, I do. I, I, I think that they're a delicacy. They, they are, they're pungent, but it's like almost like a spiciness to it. It's, it's excellent. Yeah. It's, it's your ethnicity. I, there's, there's something to the, uh, everyone likes their own brand situation. Mm -hmm. Like even though, even the real bad ones, like it's more impressive. You know, it's the Ron Burgundy. I'm not mad. I'm impressed. No, no. It's it's just like a different thing that, you you know, you, it's also like it, it tells where you are. Like it's, you know, do I need to poop? What's this about? Yeah. You can track your diet. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah exactly. I did have, did have some cheese yesterday. Uh, Patriots offseason check in. Uh, we didn't mention this the other. Uh, it's been a while since maybe it was. Was it announced? Anyway, Adrian Clem. Um, is coming in as the offensive line coach. And the last headline I have on, about Adrian Clem is from an ex uh, player that he coached said, he's great. I love him. He promotes violence, which is all I need to hear. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fine. That's great. <laughs> that's actually uh, exactly what you're looking for. Uh, Mac Jones, social media came out this week. Uh, video. I didn't actually watch it. I just saw the headline and it said, quote, consistency and re-earn the respect through work, a.k.a. fuck you, Zap Daddy, and all you daddy lovers. Mac's gonna, Mike's gonna have himself a year. You don't think that the Zap Daddy's in the lab right now trying to come back at Mac? At first, that little chode of a frame right now is squatting 350 pounds. He's, he's, he's putting more weight on there. He's gonna get that on there and he's gonna come in there and he is going to wreck Mac in camp. You 
You better watch. You better watch what you ask for, my friend. <laughs> I know Bill O'Brien is going to make an absolute clown out of Zappy when he gets there, just to ma- just to make Mac Jones feel better about himself. This is all you're going to hear next year. That's it. I can't hear anything. Oh, Damn. Well, I was playing Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. Well, I love that song. Well, don't don't you fucking associate that song with Mac Jones. Stop it. No. It's coming. It's coming. Mac Jones is coming. Um, I like how you had a quick access to that song, though. That's good. It's always there. Uh, well, this is the question. So you said a couple football fields away are the Patriots from the Eagles and the Chiefs. I think I disagree with you a little bit. Maybe the Chiefs. Um, certainly Patrick Mahomes is going to be a difference maker when you talk about I think Patrick Mahomes is head and shoulders above everybody in terms of yeah, quarterback, he's the best quarterback in the league. It's not even close. You know, when you go back to <clears throat> the golden era of quarterbacks in the NFL, Brady, Manning, Breeze, Rogers, Rivers, Roethlisberger, you know, if you want to add some more on the bottom of that, but at least Brady and Manning, you know, there's a point in time, you know, they were close. AB, Breeze got himself in the into the conversation. Roethlisberger went out and won himself a Super Bowl. Right now, Josh Allen was close, but now he has, I think, ch- shown his true colors when it comes to the big moments. Mm-hmm. Just kind of shits down his leg. Patrick Mahomes does not have a contemporary right now. Mm-mm. Well, you can kind of tell, too, because they're taking the Brady model with how they're building the team. They got rid of Tyreek Hill because they don't need number one receivers because Mahomes is so good. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if he didn't have Kelsey, what he'd look like. But well, that's the thing. Yeah, they, they have the tight end, same like kind of similar to Brady. That Gronk. Yeah. Yes, I agree. He, neither here nor there. My point is, when you talk about the Patriots and what it would take to get there, probably not going to get to that level of the Chiefs um, with that quarterback um, playing the way that he's playing. But the Eagles, they were, they were not good for last year, year and a half, two year, two and a half years. Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz, quarterback controversies. Um, they built it pretty quickly. Sirianni has been there, what, two years? Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. I just think you're you're closer to being that um, than than people are getting credit for. I think Billy o, we got to see what Billy O'Brien can do coming in with the offense. The, 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 the recency bias of how fucking terrible Matt Patricia and Joe Judge was for this offense and what mm. they did to poor return of the Mac – and uh, and in the offense as a whole, it's hard to get over. It's hard to get over. But you were a top ten offense. You're the number six scoring offense with Mac Jones as a rookie in Josh McDaniels. Now you have Billy O'Brien, a proven coach, a proven coordinator in the league and in college, which is where this NFL is going. You, he's coming in <clears throat> to run some hybrid of system between the Patriots or Alabama and Alabama, whatever, whatever's going to suit Mac Jones is what I think they're probably going to do. I don't. I mean, I think that you're probably taking off from where you were after Max rookie year and expect that jump, which in my opinion, puts you somewhere in the conversation. You just gotta you gotta you gotta rebuild your offense and you gotta go get talent. I think that's what we've learned from these from these quarterbacks coming out specific from Alabama to attack of Iloa, you give him talent, he looks like a good quarterback. Jalen Hurts, you give him AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, looks like a really good quarterback. Go give Mac Jones some real playmakers. Yeah, so like to your point, I don't think that they're f- football fields away from getting to the point to the getting to the playoffs and winning a singular playoff game. 
I think where their football fields away is from winning that initial playoff game to getting to the AFC championship game and moving forward from there. I think with some minimal, minimal things that they could do with even some good luck this year, they could have made the playoffs, just some good luck. If they just do a few things, if they solidify the offensive line and add like one good receiver and just maybe make the defense like a little bit fresher, you know, they're in the playoffs and then can win a game. But for them to to take the step forward to really truly compete, that's where I think that they need to do multiple things that makes it farther away. That's that's where I think they are. Well, I I don't disagree with you on that. I just think I think the multiple things are the, are what you talked about, and that's what comes first in terms mm-hmm. of um, acquiring the talent to do so and putting the right offensive system in place for Mac Jones to to excel. I think the next step is completely relying on your quarterback play. Mm-hmm. So specifically, like we talked about in this AFC, you're going to have to go through Burrow, Allen, and or Mahomes in that run. So yeah, second playoff win is going to be tough for the foreseeable future. And that evolution of your team, I think in today's NFL is completely reliant on what your quarterback can do. So that being said, I'll just give you a little insight into what Mac uh, Mac Jones could project to. This is all from Phil Perry, I believe. Talked about using some statistics, some finer uh, statistics, statistical points to project what Mac Jones really is if you put a decent team around him. So... Uh, He says the data suggests that a quarterback is most accurately judged when looking at a clean pocket drop back and that those are data points that are best to use for prognostication. Eager and Trorori detail, the guys that put this piece together, uh, in the piece while tracking pro football focus grades is more stable than using traditional passer ratings or even a more advanced metric like expected points added per play. Whatever that nerd stat means. Here's the important part. Jones, Mac Jones, it is, was the NFL's fifth highest grading graded passer in 2022 when kept clean per pro football focus, trailing only Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Trevor Lawrence. To Freeland's point about the importance of being able to throw deep effectively from a clean pocket, Jones ended up having an impressive year. God damn it, Ray. I wish you was here. I'll say that again just in case he listens. Impressive year Jones had. He had a higher percentage of big time throws, which pro football focus defines as a pass with quote, excellent ball location and timing generally, generally thrown farther down the field and into a tighter window than any other quarterback in the top five mentioned above. Again, that included Burrow Mahomes and Jalen hurts despite missing time injured and accumulating 496 total dropbacks burrow mahomes and hertz all had over 600 mahomes and burrow had over 800 lawrence had 700 all had more jones still racked up 20 big time throws hertz only had five percent mahomes had four burrow had four um jones had 5.6 percent so he's just he was just better in these categories than the best quarterbacks in the league last point i'll make jones big time throw percentage from the clean pocket was second in the nfl only behind josh allen he also took care of the football when kept clean posting a turnover worthy play percentage of 0.8 which led the league among 32 quarterbacks with at least 100 dropbacks under pressure so why are we getting rid of patricia it sounds like he set him up pretty good <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think that's the exact reason you're getting ready for If you don't, if I want to jog your memory here, the old line coach was Matt Patricia, and that was one of the most, uh, one of the worst offensive lines in football. Yeah, they sucked. 
<laughs> yeah, like that stat, it's like Mac Jones better be good thrown from the pocket because he's a pocket passer. So if he can't throw from the pocket well and effectively, then he's not an NFL quarterback because his scrambling is just never going to be good. He's not an athlete. So that just shows that like that kind of like is what he does. And and I do agree. You keep <clears> him <throat> off him. He can make the throw like if it's there. But like he is always just going to get what's there. Like, I don't think that he has the arm talent or athleticism to create something out of nothing. Well, that's fair. But what, what the statistic really says is he's um, uh, more than above average. He's uh, excellent. He's top five in the league when he has a clean pocket. That statistic was taken for everybody in a clean pocket. How well do you throw the ball? And he's a top five quarterback in the league. So look, Brady, Manning, those guys without a clean pocket sucked too. Oh, yeah, Most quarterbacks be, yeah. without a clean pocket suck. There are, are just the difference makers in, you know, in the Mahomes and the Allens that can scramble and make something out of nothing. And that's why they are who they are. And that's why yeah. the Chiefs, to your point, got rid of Tyreek Hill because you have Patrick Mahomes. And to my point, you don't have Patrick Mahomes. You have Mac Jones. Beef up your line. So here's my next question. You clearly, if all this did, my point here was you you need to make things around Mac Jones excellent for him to succeed. And if you do, he should succeed at a, at a pretty high level at, at a top level in the NFL for that to happen. You need to do a few things, maybe quite a few things. Um, So I'm going to, I give I'll give you five roster positions here. I want you to rank them in importance. Okay. I started with uh, offensive tackle, uh, wide receiver, tight end, third down back, your James White's, Kevin Falks, or the other side of the ball, number one cornerback. Rank them. Tackle is number one and number two. I, I mean, to take it to your Eagles example about how they rebuilt it, to apply it to the Patriots. I mean, the Eagles got their weapons over two years, one year, Devante, the next year, AJ Brown, this year, the Patriots need to solve the offensive line and get one weapon. And then next year, get another weapon, but tackles, number one receivers, number two, uh, third down back. I would put last, then I'd put corner. Then I would put tight end. Um, I think you can be very good with just functional blocking tight ends that, just run the middle of the field and just kind of get open by happenstance because that's what the defense is. The Patriots can be successful without that true third down back. I mean, Ramondre Stevens, if they run back Harris and Stevenson, neither of them are your traditional third down backs, but they could just draft that guy in the fifth round to fill that role. Like it isn't like a, a go out and get them thing, but we, you know, when they're there, they can be effective, but tackle hundred percent offensive line solving it. Yeah, I'm with you on the tackle for sure. Um, I would, I would uh, explore the free agent market and draft it. Um, Trent Brown, there's a decision to come down the pike for him, but if he's motivated and you put him over at right tackle, I think you can live with him. The talent on the line, as far as starters go, should be okay if you could fill the left tackle spot or even the right tackle, and Trent Brown gets his head on straight. David Andrews is still a top player. A win who had a Pro Bowl year. Cole Strange needs a lot of work but he has a high ceiling uh and then you got to fill a, a tackle role so talent wise you should 
have enough to be decent. And if you can beef that up with a player or two, then yeah, I think you're in business. And I think that's where you start. I'm higher on the third down back. If you're, if Billy O'Brien's coming back here to run an offense similar to what we've seen from Brady um, in the past, Mm -hmm. from the, from that Patriots offense, that third down back is crucial. I mean, it's, it started with Kevin Falk to Shane Vereen to Danny Woodhead to James White. Um, It's a Patriots staple. It's a Patriots staple. It's a Mac Jones staple. A lot of that statistics I just gave you is because he checks down like a motherfucker, but so did Brady. You know, it's what makes you, it sets it up. And we all know the importance of that, of that type of player. Um, Ramondre Stevenson can do it, but how much can you, how much can you lean on a running back in today's NFL? Not a lot of people, not a lot of running backs are three down backs these days. And we saw him get Mm -hmm. hurt when they lean on him too much. So I'd put that a little bit higher, but to your point, you can find a guy in the third, fourth round. I'm not going out there and spend a lot of capital on him. And then wide receiver. Yeah. I think you need a playmaker. I'd let Jacoby Myers walk and I'd go spend money on somebody who's dynamic enough to make a play, whatever that looks like. It might be that the only way they get a player better than Jacoby Myers is trading for him this year. That literally might be the only way. Jerry Judy, someone well, like that, that. Yeah, that would have to be the trade. Like, like whether it's Judy Higgins, like these sign it. Like I'm sure we've seen the, um, what is it? The uh, the rumors where it's like you trade 14, a, like swap picks with Cincinnati to get T Higgins, something like that. Same thing with like a Denver like for them to get picks back for Jerry Judy, something like that. That pick swap with Cincinnati, 14 to 28, get T Higgins, sign me up for that. So you mean to tell me we still get to get a first round pick? Yeah, I'm into that, yeah. And get a, and get him? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah, I'm into that. And then, you know, at 28, you can, you know, take who's there. You know, you still need help they at probably trade probably down anyway. Nice so yeah, we get the same fucking trade down guy. anyway. Um, but in, and still on that list, I'm with you tight ends at the last spot, but I've been on number one cornerback for over a year right now. And Jalen Ramsey is the target that I have and the target that a lot of people have for the Patriots. Um, and if that's a third round pick Ross, uh, cap cap casualty for the Rams that has, that has Patriots bill Belichick written fucking all over it. You put some dummy ears in the contract, you bring them in and, um, and, and you let them play that. Akib Tlaib, Darrell Revis, Stefan Gilmore, you on him? I've been saying it for a year and a half. You put that type of player on the left side of Bill Belichick's defense, you completely change your team. That Both would be so much fun, especially if it's Jalen Ramsey, just that type of a corner. Like, like that would be something. Like, there's not a lot of times where like I'd feel like I'd have to immediately buy a jersey, but like just in general, <laughs> like I think He's having such defensive- a prick. I know, I know, but like defensive players, that's just like, I kind of like having their jerseys more. Like, I feel like they're more underrated, like, but like to get that and just like that position is just a prototypical Patriots position. And I know that if they were to get them, just the success rate is so high that this is going to be a good move. Yeah. And it, it would just it's carbon it, copied. It's carbon copied from a cleave to yeah. leave. They haven't drafted a number one cornerback since Asante Samuel, yeah. Going on 20 years ago, they're excellent at drafting number twos. Yeah. Jonathan Jones yeah. is going to walk. Jack Jones looks like the next asshole to roll into that right, right well, spot. If you can get back in the good graces, you put Marcus Jones in the slot. Now you're cooking, but they've, they've have a, uh, they have a track record of success from a keep to leave to Darrell Rivas to, to, uh, yeah. um, to Gilmore of going out and either trading or buying that number one cornerback and then having a shit ton of success defensively with it. 
And it's one thing, one of the the strategies they used to do all the time that I loved is they would put their number one corner, whether it was Gilmore or Revis on the number two guy. Yeah. And then that guy would go away and then double team the number one guy the whole game. I just always lo- like I would have it's just a strategy you would never think of. But it, like it is just they, they used to do that and blanket their two best receivers. They're just gone. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. It just opens the door for Belichick, who as, as much as he's probably lost the step um, defensively uh, can probably still hang with anybody uh, yeah. when you give him the players to do so. The other guy that's been rumored is JC Jackson going back to the Patriots because the Chargers hate him so much. Sure. If the Chargers want to pay him and he comes and plays here, whatever. I guess, yeah, he still slots at number two for me. He's he's not a number one. We know we know that now. So yeah, he played uh, fine for the Patriots, but I, whatever. I if mean, he's free ish and costs you a fourth rounder, sure. I yeah. I like the idea of beefing up the defense because you're still going to be on a Bill Belichick team. You're the defense is still going to probably be your strength next year. Yeah. And like you said, if if they had a coherent offense, anything close to it, you're in the playoffs, and maybe you're sniffing at a win um, this year. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Matty P fat Ray uh, wasn't in there running the show. Um, okay. Quick break. We'll move on to the Celtics. They on right now. Yeah. yeah that Pistons game was going on. I was watching it before we started. Pistons suck. They better be winning. They win it. Tatum pulled some and one shit at the it, when I was watching it. He's Garrett, he was at Garrett. the top of the key. He did like he had the ball. He went back around behind his legs and then went through. He's practicing practicing for the weekend. Yeah, he's fucking around. The All Star game. Talk about oh god, sixty eight fifty one Celtics right now uh, in the third quarter. Yeah, we'll talk about a waste of time that NBA All Star game. Yeah, no, it pisses me off actually watching the game. Just. I, I like the it rule change. It could be the greatest event in sports. It yeah. could be. Even I want to. I don't want to sound like the get off my lawn, but late nineties. Like I think you just had enough ego and hate still going on that there wasn't a ton of defense being played. But if they there played was... basketball, it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not even close to basketball now. I do like the the rule changes they made with the uh, every quarter you play and you add the points, it actually sparks competitive nature towards the end of that fourth fourth quarter. Yeah. But guys are just playing, still playing hero ball, and um, it's it's pretty terrible basketball. But They need to just do something to incentivize the playing of basketball, whether it's money. Like, winning team, like, they each get, like, 500 grand a pot. Like, something like that to get them to play. Or whether it's, like, some dumb East-West gets the home court. I don't care. But so literally to get the best players on the team like that, to actually have them just play ball. Like the one good thing about basketball is you and I could have never played a game, but if we're playing twos and we just walk up, the two of us could play so fucking hard together and yeah. it would look good. We don't necessarily need to know each other's games and it can just communicate on the spot. Like I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. Like, yeah. You can walk in great. and play. Yeah, it would be. Um, it used to be because they didn't make enough money. Now they all, you know, players, yeah, they don't want to get hurt, but like they all play money. pickup ball in the summer. Like, come on. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, well, uh, <clears throat> the Celtics before the all-star break and a deadline move brought in Mike Muscala uh, from OKC. Uh, they gave up 
Jaron Jackson, Justin Jackson, something called Jackson, and a couple second-round picks to bring in Muscala. He's a stretch big, uh, plays little to no defense, uh, basically an immediate <laughs> basically an immediate sub for Horford. Those two are uh, him, them and Kelly Olenek, the top three shooting big men in the league. Uh, Muscala's shooting over 41% from three. Dude, can we don't have to look at Olenek ever again. Oh, God. I fucking hated watching him play, but he had his game seven. He had his game yeah. seven. Good yeah. for him. That pony. Goddamn man bun. Um, I, I look, I <clears throat> the trade down they, they missed out on uh, uh Jacob uh Potel, how do you pronounce his name? From San, from uh, whatever, Spurs. Yeah. He went to Toronto. They would have had to given up probably two first round picks to match what Toronto sent to him. They missed out on um Bol Bol. Um, they didn't want to give up Pritchard. Jay Crowder went to Milwaukee for five second round picks, whatever. The <laughs> it's, there's nothing more useless than a second round pick in the NBA. I literally think we could swing a trade that one of us could possibly get compensated with a second Dude, round. NBA there were pick. two trades made for five second round picks. <laughs> yes. I think Golden it's State ridiculous. did it, or someone else did this. Yeah, thing. it was Golden State for Wiseman. But did you read about that? Somehow that trade saved the Warriors like fifty I, million in cash. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, he Wiseman was due like nine million in salary, and they're paying their their taxes. You know, we don't do math in the show, so <laughs> whatever. They they cut nine million from the salary and saved them fifty million in taxes because it multiplies every year in the tax, whatever. Uh, so yeah, good on them, whatever. But five second round picks, I I did, yeah, I don't know. What are you gonna, what are you gonna do? With five like, second round picks, exactly. Mike Muscala, fine. I, I mean, whatever. You you needed uh, big man depth. Uh, you're dealing with injuries right now. Al Horford. Was playing thirty minutes a, a night. He should be playing twenty five till the playoffs. Robert Williams can't be trusted to stay healthy. This nope. guy break. This guy comes in. Uh, he can rebound and he stretches the floor for you offensively. Grant Williams can sub in and play defense if you want that. You got enough. Like we said at the top of the show, this is the best roster this team has had in a really long time and is going to have in a really long time. Mm. Uh, you're just at that point contractually wise with a lot of these guys. That's uh, a Grant Williams type piece is going to move on. Uh, they're not going to be able to keep everybody at their number. Wick, uh, the owner of the Celtics, said he will pay the tax if they're in contention, but he doesn't have uh, Balmer money or uh, Warriors owner money. He's got less money, so he can't he can't afford to pay four hundred million dollars in salary. Where's like his background Warriors. come from? What's his? Where's the wealth? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. You're gonna fucking ask me that. It, it's like um, <laughs> I, I have no idea. I don't have the answer. I did at one point in time, and now I don't. Um, it's obviously not just him. He has, you know, there's a couple partners in like there, an ownership but, group. But they're like, you know, they probably are few billion liquid. Where like, yeah, who owns the Warriors? They're you can't even count to the number that they have. And yeah, they, the they're not some of these guys that we know are just filthy rich. Right. Like they have to operate a business. Like yeah. obviously they're half of the 1%. They're up there, but yeah. Anyway, um, so, you know, this is what it's going to be. And you, my point is the roster's so good. You weren't, it's not like you're going to swing a deal to bring in Kevin Durant. Okay. That was never going to happen. You don't need it. You're the best team in the league. You've been the best team in the league, the best record in the league since night one. You don't need it. Jason Tatum's a top five player in the league. Jalen Brown's a top 10, 15 player in the league. 
Marcus Smart, your DPOY. You you're the you had the best starting five last year from January on, and it wasn't even close. Um, if you didn't shit down your pants and tuck your balls into your scrotum, you would have won the NBA Finals last year if Steph Curry didn't put you in a locker. You don't need much. You needed depth to get through the rest of the season because of injuries and uh, and attrition, basically. And I think they still just need one more piece. I think they need a wing to go out there that can do um, what Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown do. Unless, to your opening point, Derek White continues to be a goddamn madman um, out there, then maybe they can they can live with those three guard sets that they're that they're out playing right now. He's certainly making his case that he can do this. God, he looks good. I like what an easy player to root for. He is. Well, I, uh, if if I wasn't so lazy, I was going. Maybe we'll do it next week. I was going to do a player profile on Derek White because his story is awesome. He was like, he was like five foot nothing, under hundred pounds in high school playing basketball. Obviously, didn't get recruited anywhere. The Tim Went. Brennan of players, you will say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Less cunty, but he <laughs> he. Uh, he he went uh it, tra- it showcased himself for some D2 schools obviously grew a little bit and filled out and then um you know it was kind of history from there but it has continued to make himself into a player and just humble soft spoken crazy fucking hairline that's easy, unfortunate easy to root for that part's unfortunate he has the lebron hairline i'm glad he got his haircut cuz he was starting to go like doc brown and and yeah. back to the future Afro style and uh when you get to the point where a headband no longer hides it, you yeah. have a problem. Yeah, when you get a skin gap between the headband and your Yeah, that's just your... something needs to happen. I get it. I get it. Look, I'm yeah, I get it. I'm not, I'm not sitting here <laughs> spouting off a little bit. I've lost a couple inches. Hey. Couple airlines happen. Yep. Um the other deadline news, uh, we talked about Kyrie last week. Good for the good for the Mavs. I'm sure that'll work out fine. Uh, but after we got off the airwaves, the big splash of the deadline was Kevin Durant demanding his way out of Brooklyn immediately after Kyrie did uh, and lands with the Suns, who automatically went to the number one um, number one team in the West as far as Vegas is concerned to win the NBA championship. You got Chris Paul. You got Devin Booker, Aiton, KD. I'm not sold. Mm. Yeah, I just think it'll be a typical Chris Paul team. I mean, he'll get them. They'll the team will get there to a place, and then Chris Paul will have an injury in Game Six, critical, and they'll be done. Yeah, or KD. Yeah, I think Devin Booker is kind of a bitch. I think he puts up big numbers against uh, mediocre teams in uh, yeah, small just, moments. He's just about his points. That's. He's out there to play. He's like the typical guy that you would expect plays for a team like the Suns. He just scores. Doesn't Aiton still like hate the coach? I think they got that thing going on. You got a new it's owner in Phoenix who's looking Nobody to make a splash. Nobody likes the coach. Uh, they gave up five uh, first-round picks, four picks and a pick swap. Um, they gave up Jay Crowder and a couple other players. I mean, it was it was a loss in terms of what the Suns gave up. To get Kevin Durant, who, by the way, still isn't playing because he's injured again. Uh, yeah, I could, I can one hundred percent see the Warriors knocking them off in round one. <laughs> round one. <laughs> what a shitty, what a shitty uh, constellation prize for the Nuggets or whoever else gets the first seed. The Warriors are going to be sitting down there in eighth or ninth place, and they're going to someone, someone in the top seed is going to have to take them on, and they're probably going to lose. 
the Warriors are like, listen, guys, I have an idea. You know how normally, like in the conference championship, at like after all this long season, we have to play the hardest team. Why don't we play them in the beginning? Let's just get the eighth seed, and yeah. then we'll progress and play easier teams as we go. Doesn't that sound like a better way to go about the playoffs? Yeah, we'll just kick the can down the line. We'll suck for uh, six months, exactly. and then we'll turn it off. Brilliant. Okay, afternoon delight, and we'll bring a couple names to the uh, table for the Bruins rumor mill. Sky rockets in flight. Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I huh. think. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Bruins trade rumors. Don Sweeney, swinging Sweeney. Uh, certainly going to make a move. Uh, it, it, you can't talk about the Bruins right now without talking about a trade being done and Don Sweeney has made a trade at the deadline. I don't know, 10 of the last 10 years. It's not that, but it's pretty big and big ones. You got Lindholm last year, uh, the Rick Nash deal. He's just, he's not afraid to swing big and a lot of them were worked out. So this year, everyone's consensus is their first, um, uh, their number one priority should be a left shot defenseman who they, uh, we're a long time in on Jacob Chitrin um, from uh, Arizona, but looks like he's all but settled in LA going to the Kings. So next on the list is Columbus Blue Jacket defenseman Vlad Vladislav Gavtrov. <laughs> Gavrikov. Ah, fucking hockey names are like <laughs> European soccer names. Uh, anyway, big bruiser, 27 years old, 6'3, 220 pounds. Uh, three goals, seven assists in 52 games this year. He'd fill the need left shot defenseman. You got to get a second pairing there. If, if you want to get serious on the defensive end, uh, they're also looking to add forward depth. Uh, and the latest name is St. Louis blue or St. Louis blues forward, Ivan Barveshkov, who was the guy that knocked out you know, <laughs> Johansson in that 2019 with a cheap shot. So that'd be fun bringing him to town. He's six, one, 200 pounds, uh, intriguing blend of skill and physicality that's been good for double-digit goals, 25 to 30 points in most of his NHL seasons, uh, while playing a style that works on the third and fourth lines. That's what you're looking for. Uh, Nosek. Thomas Nosek is dealing with an injury, uh, so you could slot him in the fourth line, or if he's playing well, put him up there with Coyle. Bobby, I know you're not a big hockey guy, but Don Sweeney, this is his time to shine. He sucks at drafting. Um, he's not great at free agents, but when it comes to trade deadlines... He puts it all on the line, slaps his slaps his big ice wiener out there, and gets what he wants. Uh, so I'd expect I'd expect the Bruins to be pulling in both of these guys or something like this in the profile. Um, and if that's the case, we've said it before. There's no reason why the Bruins shouldn't go win the cup. They're the best team in the league, and you get reinforcements like that. Don't let us down. Go get it. <laughs> raise raise common line with hockey is go bees go bees we're right back with simplest minds of the week are you stupid or something i'm as stupid as a stupid does uh we didn't have no candidates from the uh from new york post for you today or this week i know so. i didn't get you any simple minds that's okay uh the, the uh, DeMar the... Hamlin one is good because <laughs> that man is obviously dead, and I don't know what that was. That's right. Where's the fucking tattoo? 
Exactly. Where's the tattoo? So Demar Hamlin uh, supposedly showed up at the Super Bowl, uh, <laughs> and. Demar Hamlin has a tattoo of I think it looks like the Pittsburgh Pirates pee on his neck, and when he was at the Super Bowl, it wasn't there. And he's also like the world's most happy-go-lucky man. Was Demar Hamlin like a five-year-old child before this? He was just all smiles and couldn't be any happier to be there. Like he just—I don't know—I don't know anything about him, but it—it's it well, was he did so cheat weird. death. I know. Yeah, I don't know. It's or weird. maybe he didn't, and I, we're being made to believe he did. And it just seems strange that he would want to go on this like tour of himself for not dying. Well, the other part of this conspiracy theory of Demar Hamlin is not alive is at that uh, AFC uh, playoff game in Buffalo in the snowstorm. He was up in the suite, and you couldn't actually see him on camera. They just kept showing the suite and <laughs> a shady, a shadow figure, and there's you never saw. It's his like face. that movie Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's honestly like. <laughs> A lot of it's fun and games, but and I'm sure that there's a Photoshop or there's I'm sure there's some answer for this. But when they, the side by side of Demar Hamlin has a tattoo on his neck and he yeah. showed up to the Super Bowl without a tattoo on his neck, it's like God damn, this guy's dead. <laughs> it's just one of these like, why is can somebody ask Demar Hamlin what's happened? Like, has anybody actually asked him? Does this man have a way that he can be asked? That's yeah. Has anyone just gone up and asked him? Just maybe he has a real moral compass. Just say, "Are you Demar Hamlin?" And he'll just break down. It's like, no, no, thank you for asking. No, I've, I'm not. I've my been... name is my name is Marvin uh, Galunkaway. Uh... <laughs> my name's my name's Marvin Lewis, and I've been looking for a head coaching job for the last yeah. six years. That's what the Bengals are. Yeah. Uh, what a now talk about conspiracy theories. That's a good one. That's a good one. If the end, if the NFL could engineer that, then I will believe that they rig games. You prove to me the NFL has engineered. I feel like it would be easier to have a Demar Hamlin body <laughs> double than it would be to rig a game. All you got to do is only... pay off. You got to pay off the Cincinnati hospital staff, and that's about it. Well, here's the thing: they had they. So this is what happened. They they get the guy out. They bring him in there, and then immediately they have the body double brought in bring them in and then it's done from there. You only got a few people that you need to kind of like that with. movie. Uh, what's the movie? Uh, president Dave. I think the movie's called Dave and they, the president's mm. sick and he, uh, and he's got like a doppelganger that they bring in and, you know, check it out. Well, yeah, with these days, even it's just like, it's like a mask. That's not even like the, what the person looks like. He just has yeah, to just put mission over impossible. It's like, shit. it's like Hollywood makeup. That's it. And it would be just like the NFL to overlook a very, uh, a, just incredible detail of a massive tattoo on his neck. And like, mm-hmm. and then it gets on TV and you're like, God damn it, Becky, did you forget the fucking tattoo on his neck? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now we're going to have to deal with all these people talking about it. <laughs> How many more fucking people are we going to have to kill? Just put God damn it. Uh, speaking of killing people, uh, Patrick Mahomes, brother and wife are back in the news with another Super Bowl win. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really give a shit about these people. This was more of a right thing. I know he hates uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother. I guess he is annoying. I don't care about the TikTok thing because I don't watch TikTok. But when he did his little uh, stupid dance on behind Patrick Mahomes, who just won the Super Bowl MVP, he's doing an interview on Fox at the podium, and this guy needs to, like, tries to steal the limelight with a little stupid dance behind him. That I was like, 
I hate people that do that shit. Just go the fuck away, man. You're already riding your brother's coattails to uh, an oblivion of of nothingness. Just get the fuck out of there. He'll, he'll do it. He'll do a snapshot with you or whatever. Snap, snap tick, TikTok, talk snap, whatever the fuck it is. Just get out of the shot, dude. You're yeah. an asshole. And his Nobody wife, his wife the... then comes on. Oh, and this was the other one. Travis Kelsey could be thrown in this loop. His wife said the that uh, she's demanding an apology for the Chiefs because of how much everybody doubted them. And Travis Kelsey, in the most uh, oblivious move ever, crashes Patrick Mahomes' interview after the Super Bowl and uh, screams at the camera that uh, I don't know. People need to say sorry to them. Everyone doubted them. No one thought that they could win, and here they are again, proving nope, the world nobody wrong. Nobody said that, Travis. I'm like everybody thought you could win. Yeah, the, everybody did. Uh, good for you to giving yourself some motivation there, big guy. But like nobody said that. <laughs> nobody. nobody said that. At the beginning, of the most that you probably got was, "Oh, Tyree kills gone." It'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, what the offense will look like. Also, they're favorites to go back to the Super Bowl. Exactly. Fuckers. What a bunch of fucking idiots. All right. Uh, this has been the Cinema Mind Sports Show. Friday Rewind, February 17th. Uh, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fuck, fuck Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he's just, I don't know. He is just annoying. It like uh, the other word, as you put here, a fairly generic douche. That is essentially <laughs> what, what he is. I, I, I forgot to read that. Yeah, at least it made it. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes' brother is a Speaking fairly of also generic fairly douche. generic, Patrick Mahomes' wife. Yeah. Fairly generic. I think she's she's gonna get uh Russell Wilson pretty soon because Mahomie's gonna get bored with that shit. I think I I'm think... bored looking at it after 60 seconds on television. <laughs> when she's all done up for the big Super Bowl, immediately bored with it. I think uh she she might be the the one that that leaves. Like she might pull that card. That would be nice. Take half his cash. This yeah, because they I got think... married early. There might not be a prenup for Mahomie. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, she or maybe it's true love. I don't know. But out of that whole out of that whole team, there's a lot of dislike dislikable people. Juju Smith Schuster put out some post trolling. He was trolling the guy. <laughs> yeah, which like I kind of respect them. Well, I'm pro trolling, so I, I'm okay with it. The re- like the rest of the comments were just like, dude, you are nothing except if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes. Like you got. Yeah, the rest of the Eagles basically said, yeah, Patrick Mahomes like resurrected your career. Yeah, you're you're absolutely nothing. So there's a lot of annoyingness that comes from Chiefs and Chiefs fans, except yeah. for Patrick Mahomes. Like I fucking love Patrick Mahomes. There's nothing not to like about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I like watching him play. I don't really know much about him, like the guy. He's just humble. I think he's a football nerd. Like he just loves the play. He just loves yeah. the game. Yeah. Um him and him and it's pretty hard to hate Andy Reid, too. Like Yeah. Yeah, I get say I get just whatever. He's there. Yeah. I you know. I don't like him. Not, not like him, but he doesn't do anything to make to make anybody mad. So no, no, but yeah, watching watching Mahomes is super fun, and he's done nothing off the field to piss me off. So that's kudos. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Him and his fairly generic wife, his generically douchebag brother. Yeah.
Hello. Looks like we got thrown for a loop today. Everyone's thrown for a loop. Are you on your mic or your computer? Uh, audio. No, um, the mic was just sitting on the table. I'd oh, forgotten even about. <laughs> I'd been sitting waiting for so long. <laughs> Fuck you. I uh, <laughs> I just got my mic plugged in too. So there you go. It seems like it's been. Did we do this last week? Yeah, we did. We did. Time's a, time's a real bitch for me right now. Mm. Going by very slow. And apparently it's worse for Raymond, who won't be joining us tonight. So uh Uh-oh. we won't get into that. But uh yeah. This must We're... be bad for him not to make this show. Yeah, it's uh it's basically all he lives for. So it it's uh from my understanding, uh not great, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Mm. Let's hope and so. if hopefully not... it's not just another plumber's meeting. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think of the plumber. He got called in at eight. <laughs> those those guys only like to drive in the dark when it's the morning, you know, yeah. like the uh, the real salt of the earth, blue collared guys. If if it's four thirty, it's okay driving in the dark. But if it's maybe eight, he's on call, I get it. Someone's got a clogged toilet, whatever. Yeah, King Koopa's stirring up shit again in town. Yeah, exactly. Luigi called. He's like, it's your fucking turn. <laughs> hey, you Mario. I'm on six sheets to the wind. You mind taking care of this one? <laughs> Why'd you get fucking Yoshi? Uh, Yoshi's a useless cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I do a bad Luigi, but <laughs> they sound the same. My Mario's better. I'll do the Mario next time. Excellent. <laughs> what do you say we start the show? The Simple Mind Sports Show, uh, latest and greatest in uh, New England sports.